0: Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time. All right, let's get let's get started, man. Let's get started. So it's been like almost, uh, what is it, four weeks since I've been up here? Four? Yeah. I've, been, I've been acting up, yeah. It's been like four weeks since I've been up here, and I want to take a moment to thank... Uh, first, Dr. Gladys G. Thank you, Dr. G, for um, just just speaking into our hearts in the way that you have. You have done so respectfully. Now, seven years um, working alongside of uh, me and Becky, and um, and I, I, you know, you're just you're part of the amazing gift that you that that you are. To many people. So thank you very much. We love you, Dr. G. And then also um wanna thank our assistant pastor, Jose, Woo-hoo! Pastor Pablo. Thank you, man. Thank you. Many, 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 many hats. Many hats. So we thank you very much for your obedience. Thank you very much. But my time, uh, my, my time of rest has ended. There you go. I got to get back to it. So if you if you see me stalling and trying to get my foot again, it's just because, um, yeah, this isn't like a bicycle. This isn't like a bicycle. Uh, So so uh, this is something that's very sacred, something that we don't take lightly. And so I want to pray this morning. I have something that God has put in my heart and um, I hope it blesses you the way it was blessing me. Um, So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. I thank you for our friends. I thank you for our family. I thank you, Lord, for, Lord, man, just just children bringing parents to church and parents bringing children and, and friends, bringing friends and, and cousins. And Lord, what a beautiful thing. I just say thank you. Lord, I thank you that this is the church that we aim to be. Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, that as we speak and we share these words, that, Lord, that they're not listening to the voice of a man, but that they can hear the voice, Lord, of their heavenly father, speaking through this man, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that what you have set to uh, take place today, Lord, Father, I pray that it comes into fruition. I pray for anyone that is brokenhearted. I pray for anyone, Lord, that uh, has feel disconnected. I pray for anyone, Lord, that is going through hardship. Father, we pray right now for a restoration of their heart. In Jesus' name, I pray, Amen. amen, amen, amen man. All right. Let's get, let's get, let's get right into it. All right. Everybody just reshifted. So I'm trying to, all right, here we go. So this morning I want to, I want to take a moment. I want to take a little time today and next week and next week as, uh, I want to emphasize the importance of belonging to a local church. Um, thank you doctor for that. Um, uh, the reason I want to bring awareness to this, it, there was a report on um, Washington Post and Washington Post um, had an article from two pastors out of the Orlando area and they wrote this book and the book is called The Great Dechurching The Great Dechurching and it talks about research that has been done for the last two years um, about a great exodus from our churches here in America A lot of people are no longer attending church like they used to attend church. So there's a great exodus. And in 2020, uh, 2020, the average church in 2020, the average church would be 65 people in attendance. That was the average church in America. The average church in America was 65 people. Two decades before that, it used to be 137 137, two decades before that. Well, post COVID-19, that number has now been reduced to 60. That is the average size of American churches. 60 people. I thank God that this is not average. So um, oh, we celebrate yeah, that. Yeah. But this, this is this is an indication of a symptom in our churches. Do you know that one of the biggest complaints of people that have left the church and not come back, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest complaints um, has been that the church feels cold and there is no love. That the church feels cold and there is no love. Well, um, I wanna bring awareness to this. I wanna speak on living connected and being rooted to a system, a network that jesus called his church his church and the message today is called the church that jesus loves the church that jesus loves are you all with me all right so i want to begin with what jesus said about his church all right we're going to we're going to begin with the words of jesus and what jesus said about his church whose church is it it's his church and what jesus said about it we're going to read out of matthew 16 verse 18 matthew 16 verse 18 everybody with me all right let's read together in this church we can read together all right um and 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 feel free if there's something in your heart you want to yell it out go for it we have security (laughs) but matthew 16 verse 18 scripture says now this is jesus speaking and jesus said now I say to you that you are Peter. Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build, I will build, my I will build my church. My, church. my church. Okay? What else? And all the powers of, and all the powers of, and all the powers of hell, powers of hell. hell will not hell. conquer it. Will not conquer what? Yeah. What? Church. Whose church? Jesus. Whose church? Jesus. Jesus church? Jesus' church. Jesus' church. Now in this statement to Peter and the rest of the disciples, Jesus was responding to a revelation that Simon, Simon, had received from his heavenly father about a question that Jesus had asked in verse. 13. So I want us to take a look in that same chapter. Listen to this, listen to this dialogue, listen to the banter between the disciples and Jesus and follow me closely. Okay. Follow me closely. All right. Ray, are you following me? Got Got me. Okay. That's what I want to hear. All right. Ray's got me. So Matthew 16, 13 scripture says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who was he talking to? Is he talking to everybody else? No. He's only talking to a specific group of people. He's, he's speaking to his followers his disciples, and this is the question he asked Who do people say that the son of man is? Well, the disciples answer with a ri- wide range of assumptions of Who people were saying that Jesus was some said you must be Elijah returned back from the dead Or others said Jeremiah, also uh, returning back from the dead. And others said maybe the recent uh, John the Baptist, recent uh, decapitated John the Baptist. Uh, Others said maybe some of the ancient prophets. Then Jesus turns his attention to his disciples again and he turns the question. And then he says out of verse 15, then he asked them, but... Somebody say but. but Who do you say I am Notice that the question At the beginning is who do Who do people say I am Who do they say I am And he's interested to hear what people have to say After he heard that response Then he turns the attention to. he wanted to now hear What does his followers Say about him And then Jesus Turns this question to his disciples And they They uh you know, this is, this is tricky because Jesus is asking them this very question, but now it's a little more intimate. It's intimate. I know what people say about, are saying about me, but what do you say about me? Yes, the world says this, and yes, the world says that, but who do you say I am? Now, this is a deeper question. This is a deep question with no hesitation. Simon Peter Jumps or Simon, I should say jumps ahead of the line and he raises his hand. Oh, I got it. I got it. Pick me. I know who you are. I know exactly who you are. And scripture says, verse 16, he says, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. I want everyone to repeat this with me. I want you to repeat that with me. you are are the Messiah Messiah. the Son Son of of the living God now now Simon receives this information this declaration this statement of faith you are the Messiah the Son of the living God and this is exactly what Jesus came to earth to accomplish Simon receives this piece of information this is supernatural information from the heavens by a divine revelation from God. This means no one else had given him this hint. How how do we know that this was revealed by God and no one else? Well, let's read verse 17. Why? Because Jesus replies after he heard Simon go, "Ooh, I know who you are. I know who you are. Listen, Jesus then replies, You are blessed, Simon Son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed it to you. Next, you did not learn this from any human being. So Jesus is making a declaration, a confirmation that what Simon had responded had to be heavenly. Jesus is excited Jesus is excited why would he be excited this is a Danielson son and Mr. Miyagi if anybody remembers (laughs) a Danielson son and Mr. Miyagi for some of you young kids don't know y'all don't know about Daniel's son Dannyson son, Mr. Bianchi. Anybody remember uh, karate kid? Yeah. The, the real one. The, 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 the real one. From the original one from 1984. With Ralph Macchio and Pat Marina. Yeah. And 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 this was 1984. And if anybody remember anybody remember that? Yes. Y'all remember that? Okay, some of you young folk just trying to blitz. But like, y'all had y'all had the little Smith kid. And y'all had the Smith kid. We had Ralph Macchio. And, uh, <laughs> and, okay, so listen, so, so the whole premise of this thing is that this kid wants to learn how to defend himself because he was being bullied, right? He was being bullied and, in the neighborhood, and he wants to learn from a teacher. So he goes to the teacher to teach him the art of karate, right? And uh, he goes to learn karate, and the teacher goes, all right, you're going you're to gonna wash some cars, and then you're going to wax them. And then you're gonna paint some fences and then you're gonna scrub some floors and just do that. Huh? Yeah, do that. Wash some cars, wash them, paint some fences, scrub some floors. And here this kid does this over and over and over. Teacher just goes about his business and just lives his life while he's over there. Watch on, watch on. (laughs) White, you ever remember that? Wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. And then he's over there at the fence. <laughs> right. and, and then finally, he gets frustrated because of what's happening. He has this tantrum. He has this tantrum. Like, oh, I'm not learning anything. I'm tired. I, how is this going to help me? And, and And he goes into this tantrum. And out of his reaction... He he throws a blow and as he throws a blow and he blocks it. And then he throws another one and it wipes off. And then it wipes on and it wipes off. And he's like, oh stuff. Oh stuff. And and everything that he put into practice, oh stuff! Well, this is the same method that Jesus had used with his disciples. Jesus used the same method he wanted to use with his disciples he said come follow me in other words he's saying come follow me and hear me come follow me and watch me come follow me and experience me see the miracles the signs the wonders the authority to cast out demons the wisdom, the compassion, and on and on Left no room for who this man was Well, Jesus didn't go around telling his disciples Guys, I'm the one I'm, I'm it I'm it I'm, I'm the guy I'm the one Yes, I'm the Messiah I'm that guy that, that's been preached about me Or written about me in ancient books Yes, it's me It's me. Shh, don't tell nobody Jesus didn't do that Jesus simply said Follow me, walk with me, follow me, and watch. Yes. Up to this point, for three years of training, this was the moment that Jesus was waiting for. This was the moment that Jesus is excited about. Jesus is excited because finally, the cat is out the hat. Someone was able to look at Jesus and say, oh, that's the Messiah. You're the son of God. The great secret of his identity is now revealed by the confession of a man. Now, this true identity of who Jesus is would now be revealed to individuals, but directly into their hearts. No longer would this be about rules, laws, regulations, traditions, this was now an intimate revelation that would happen in the hearts of men, directly from heaven, directly to a man's heart. I hope you're following with me. Amen. Now, in, in his excitement, Jesus responds. Jesus responds, if we read this first, but he responds, go back to verse 17. He said, You are blessed simon Why are you blessed simon? Why? son of John because My father in heaven has revealed this to you. What did God reveal? What did God reveal? What did God reveal to Simon? Come on you can speak up, huh? Yes, he was able he was able to respond and identify who Jesus was. This is a major tipping point for Jesus and his disciples. This was now a point of no return. This was marking a pivotal time in history of men where there will be fulfillment of God's prophecy for how the new work of God on earth would be. For previous times, you had to go through a priest. You have to go through a system to hear or experience God. Now, post Jesus, he is saying the work that I'm going to do will be directly in the hearts of men and women. Bypassing all systems, but I'm going directly to the heart of men. And this is why he said Matthew 18. Somebody say now. now. Somebody say now. now. So here it is. After, after this time of walking together as disciples and the rabbi, the teacher, Jesus now says, now I say that you are what? Peter. You are what? Peter. You are Peter, which means what? Rock. It means rock. And upon this rock, I will build That means that on earth there already existed churches. But Jesus was making a distinction between the other churches and his church. His church. His church would be different. His church. Now he says that I can entrust you all with this great assignment as he is speaking to the disciples. And I love that he says that the church that he's gonna build, that the powers of hell, what are you afraid of? Pause for a moment and think about what are you afraid of. What are you afraid of? Just pause for a moment and think about what are the things that you're afraid of? What are your fears? What are your fears? Think about that. Pause for a moment. Jesus said about his church. Who's his church? Who's his church? We We are his church, not the building. Not this edifice. No, not these four walls. No, we are his church. And he said that the powers of hell would not what? Conquer his church. You are a walking emblem of victory as you have professed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are a walking emblem of victory. Someone needs to hear that. And what does this have to, what does this have to do with this church? And and I want you to listen very carefully with me as I start to kind of wrap things up in the next few minutes here. Jesus told Peter, now upon this rock, Jesus is about to build his church. Upon this rock. Now, still today many scholars have taken this statement, and they haven't been able to decipher if Jesus was talking about Peter, if Jesus was talking about himself, or if Jesus was talking about a literal rock. In fact, one of my first trip to Israel, my first trip to Israel when I went, the tour guide, the tour guide, and God blessed the tour guide. I don't know if he was new at what he was doing, but literally we went to a place, uh, by the Sea of Galilee And he pointed to this big massive rock And he's like yeah you see that rock there Yeah that's where Jesus was pointing to When he said upon this rock he's going to build his church uh-huh. I thought it was a little metaphor But he was literally pointing to a rock and, and so you know everybody said oh that's awesome And people took pictures by the rock And I'm thinking nah I mean I think he meant something else I think he meant something else So I say this I say this because I want you to hear something I want you to hear something the rock on which Jesus is going to build his church was not just any church but the church it was a church or is a church where the power of hell would not be able to conquer it I want you to think about what kind of church that is think about how liberating that is No, I want you to think about how freeing, how freeing it is for you to be a people where the power of hell cannot conquer you. Think about that. Your superstitions—I mean, my goodness—you don't know the amount of emails and texts that I got because of Friday the 13th. Stop (laughs) it, people! Stop it! Halloween is coming and people just, this is the day of, you know, this is the day of the witches and the spooks and the the devil. And I'm thinking, Jesus said that the power of hell could not conquer his his church, his church, his church. You have to walk victorious in his promises. But if you don't know his promises, then you cannot walk victoriously. Thank you for that little mild clap there. Thank you, Dr. Thank you. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. She started to clap and was like, ah. yeah. "No." But listen, and it's because it's because it's taken us years and years to learn and understand how liberating and how freeing it is to walk fearless of nothing. Listen, nothing, nada, nada. Are you understanding? And Jesus talks about this church. The rock that Jesus is talking about was literally Peter's confession. Peter's declaration is the rock that he was going to build his church on. And I want you to, and, and, and I want you to pause and think about this. Nothing stirred up Jesus more than the words of Peter more than the words of peter nothing stirred up jesus to the point where it gave peter an identity change the church that jesus loves is a church that he builds not a man thank you deanna that was nice of you not a man but jesus builds the church that jesus loves is a church that can declare to the world you are the messiah you are the son of the living god that is the church that jesus loves the church that jesus loves is a church that brings followers and then turns them from average men and average women into mighty mighty men and women who are fearless why because of their declaration of who they are in Jesus. Because they have, they have felt Jesus. They have heard Jesus. They have experienced Jesus. And based on that, their declaration is, man, from the, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But since I've come to Jesus, my life is never the same. It hasn't been the same. Not since I've gone to church. This is probably my church. Ex, my third church experience right my third church experience but coming to jesus and i've shared the testimony of my marriage and how my marriage was in a was in a swamp for 12 years a living hell uh my marriage and and i was a christian and i was going to church and and but but i see i i just never had received jesus i was going to church building i just never received jesus so i couldn't make the declaration that peter had made i know who you are you're the messiah the son of the living God. I couldn't do that. So for 12 years, my life was in a whirlwind. But then something happened miraculously, right? My wife uh, was about to leave my marriage. She wanted a divorce. And man, when how many know that when stuff hits the fan and, and you fall into a deep, deep place, you get to meet Jesus quick. And um, I met Jesus. I met Jesus. I went on a I did. I met Jesus. My girl's about to leave me. I met Jesus quick. And um, and I chased after him. I pursued him. I chased after him. I hungered and thirsted after Jesus. Nothing else. And I went to the very same church where we, you know, I mean, it was what it was. But it wasn't the church. It wasn't the people there. It was my relationship. And I gave my life to Jesus. And I'm telling you, I was never the same. My family can tell you. My children can tell you. My wife can tell you. Everyone else. Is, my life change completely simon went from simon to peter jesus said now you are this you used to be that but now you're that and see many of us have been coming to church and we're still the very same person before we're still the very same person because we haven't had one of those now moments where jesus can say now i can call you this now The church that Jesus loves is an assembly of people where people come and they feel compassion, they feel joy, they feel forgiveness. The church that Jesus loves changes the identity of the very people from something average to something great. It it does that. It changes you. I don't know how many of you have had this experience, but I'm telling you, if you haven't had it, chase after it chase after it, and this is not by coming to church on sundays that's nice wonderful but 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 it's coming to jesus and following jesus see the church that jesus loves doesn't spend time in judgment it doesn't spend time in condemnation or spend time in qualifying people but by moving and living in compassion and in moving and living in great love towards the rejected the despised That's the that's the church that Jesus loves. The church that Jesus loves lives out their faith beyond the confines of four walls. I tell you often don't come in here trying to trying to appease me as the pastor of the church. I don't care because I I don't I didn't save you and I'm not going to save you. Jesus did. It's what happens out there that matters. Listen, it's what happens at home that matters. Amen. It is easy to be a Christian here. Ray, isn't it easy to be a Christian here? Very easy to be a Christian here. Lorita, easy to be a Christian here. I mean look at the three amigas over there. behaving. They're in the best behavior. Best behavior. But get caught stuck in traffic. Becky rebukes me often for my conduct when I'm driving. Often, no, honey, don't say that. It's not every day. I've got, baby, I got better. You hear me? I met Jesus. Hey, don't believe her, y'all. Don't believe her. No, 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 I mean, she ain't met Jesus yet, so she don't believe. But she rebuked me all the time because. I could, I, could, I could easily lose it and then I'm quickly reminded I'm reminded that the church that Jesus loves what happened? What did she say? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but the church that Jesus loves loves and grows by what it experiences by what it observes and I want you to know I want you to know that you have family members that are watching you and observing you. I'm going to say that again. You have family members that are watching you and observing you. Girl, I go to church on Sunday. Eh, It's not what they're observing. What are you doing Monday? How do you conduct yourself on Tuesday? What's your life like on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? See, many people come to church to kind of get cleaned up. It's like, I go to church on Sunday, I get washed up and then I just jump right back in that mess on Monday. That's not what this is about. See, this is why with Jesus, this was a miraculous moment in the life of Peter. Peter had experienced something and Jesus was so excited that he had that revelatory moment in his life to say, I know who you are. Finally, I know it. Why? Not because Jesus was speaking it, but because Jesus was demonstrating it he was showing it he was living it i want you to think about that the church that jesus loves hears from god not from a priest the church that loves god that jesus loves hears from god and not just a pastor or an evangelist or a prophet and apostle and a bishop many church many guys man which is just you walk into their homes and there's pictures of the, 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 the... And love your pastor. I think that's a nice thing to love your pastor. It's weird, man, to have pictures of your, your, your pastor. out Like if this is a shrine at home because he's something special or something holy and something... No, stop it. No. The church that Jesus loves, loves him. And only him. And always him. Above anyone and anything. That's the church. The church that Jesus loves is magnetic. Let me say that again. The church that Jesus loves is a church that's magnetic. It's a church that's exciting. It's a church that's contagious. It's a church that's inspiring. It's a church where people can come effortlessly because they don't need to be... bamboozled or they don't need uh, uh, you don't need anything extra no they just heard about what's happening in the church and people just go there is a natural supernatural curiosity about what's happening within the four walls why because the lives of the very people that attend that special place is a light in the midst of darkness that is the church that Jesus loves The church that jesus loves is a church that prevails against the enemy against against any uprising that comes in the walk of any human think about the things that we have to struggle with the church that jesus loves is a church that has an answer an answer has results for those things you know in the midst of all of this uh, calamity around the world between israel and Palestinian I don't want you all to forget that there are church there are Christian churches in both Palestine and Israel I want you to think about that so sometimes we're separated by what we hear in our politics in our political parties and we hear what's happening But see, I've I've been to both Palestine and I've been to Israel and I've seen the Christian church in Israel and I've seen the Christian church in in Palestine. And you know what? They both belong to Jesus. So now how do you settle the matter? Where are the hearts of his people in times like these? Wow, that got quiet in here. The church that Jesus loves is salt of the earth. It's a light in the midst of darkness. It's a city on a hill that everybody can point to and say, that's the answer right there. Jesus said out of John chapter 3 verse 17, that God sent his son into the world, not, 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 not. Come on, say it with me. Not, not. to judge the world. To judge the so, world. So what, did, what, what did God send his son to do? Not, judge not to judge the world. Come on. But, 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 to, save. but, but to, save. to save what? The world. Through, him. Through him. My heart for us all today not to use scare tactics, manipulation, or to move in fear to elicit a response from people. My heart is that just like Peter, today, this moment, you can open your mouth and say, I feel Jesus in this place. I feel him. I hear him. This is what I need. The reason I'm here today is because I need that Jesus. We're not talking about the church, but I need that Jesus. So I want you to stand to your feet. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.com. See you next time.